0: Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up.
1: When you bring me out,
0: can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge.
1: (laughs) It's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke.
0: Honey, you are a regular nuclear
1: meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well... Reach
0: out. Go to school, boys.
2: Hello and welcome to the nuclear fridge. As always, I'm your host, Matt Paget, and this week I am crossing my fingers. My computer doesn't crash. So let me introduce my guests before. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jake and De- Stuart started crying. Jake <laughs> Decker. Tell me why. Tell me. Tell me how sad you were that that you thought my PC crashed. You big goofus.
0: I think Discord has picked up on your hello because it muted it. (laughs) I don't hear again. Yeah, we didn't hear it again the second time, but we didn't want to restart it. (laughs) Hell yeah, man! (laughs) So that's good on Discord. Good on well, Discord. now you're just
2: confused what we're doing here. You don't know if, if that we're recording a podcast.
1: I, it, you cut out a, a, quite a bit for me, so I didn't even get to hear if you introduced us or not. So we could just be two oh, voices at this point. I did he introduce. You did. did introduce. I oh, heard oh, good, good. good. I didn't hear yeah. that. It was cutting out a bit for me. Uh,
2: I, made ears, fun, I made fun of you because you thought my PC crashed. Oh, I didn't. But oh, Yeah, I didn't think wow. it either.
0: I didn't fall for it. I didn't fall for Damn. your
2: ruse. Damn. Damn. Pretty, pretty rude, though. Uh, Yeah, it was. You know, I'm I'm a rude. Not as
1: rude as shooting fireworks at old people, but
2: pretty rude. No, I didn't. It was young people. It was kids.
0: Oh, that's not how I remember it. Because they were Christians. (laughs) (laughs) They
2: they were good Christian kids. Uh, Guys, it has been a week. There, a lot happened, and I didn't do anything about it.
0: Okay, including
2: including watch Dune. Uh, I started to watch Dune. Or what I thought was Dune. Turns out... It was the uh, old Dune. Yeah, turns out I was actually just watching Doom. And I watched the entirety of Doom and went, oh, that was awesome. I liked the first person section. Uh, Maybe maybe I'll read the book. And then I started reading the book, Dune. And then I realized that, oh, man, I watched the wrong movie. This has nothing to do with The Rock or Carl
1: Urban. I'm pretty sure this is a bit, but Doom is actually very entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a yeah, very entertaining, entertaining
0: movie. movie. When did you come up with this joke? It was like a couple hours before. You are like, oh, it would be funny if I start out the podcast as someone who confused Dune and Doom. I, I You know what? I'll, tell, I'll we'll, we'll
2: break it down. This is a workshop. It's a comedy workshop yeah, here, folks. I, I want oh, the details. Go. So earlier in the day, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I was like, Oh, I didn't see Dune. I saw some other movie and I thought it was Dune. And then right before I like right when I started making the joke on the podcast, I was like, okay, do I say nude? Do I say some other joke? Do I say I watched the old Dune? And then then uh, as as usually does th- the movie Doom popped into my head. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, that's the joke. So then uh, so that's how that's how you make a well joke, done. folks. That's no, how well jokes done. Well, well, that's the that's the quote, beginning middle and jokes. end no it was a real joke i i it's eh, it's yeah. legally a joke legally
0: legally huh
2: legally a joke by the the uh the legal department of jokes it it was a joke and i'm very proud of
0: it does does joe biden run that too
2: oh yeah joe joe's he's oh, jokes oh I love jokes let, let, let me t- let me tell you about a j- joke I heard uh do- I, I saw doom I saw doom
0: oh so you stole that? It was doom. you stole that joke from Joe Biden my buddy my buddy
1: uh my buddy DJ started. it uh, <laughs> with 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 Kamala
2: Joe is it cool if I use that for the nuclear fridge is that the and what that, now and then he looks that, at you and he's like who are you <laughs> you're going you're you're you got a nuclear fridge you, you, can't, you, got, uh, uh, you have
0: nuclear then, weapons? Then for, for the that, rest of the night, that, I couldn't understand him at all. That's a weapon of all. mass destruction.
2: You got the a, Canadians you got are attacking. Fridge, you got a crazy fridge that that has all kinds of nuclear stuff in it. Well, uh, let me take a look at that. And then and then he, he left. He actually got up and left. And, uh, I, and I'll never invite another president over for dinner. I'll say that much. Very rude. Very rude. Did not compliment... The table decor that I put together. Just an overall big butthead. How many about, presidents
0: have you invited over to your house?
2: I fantasized about inviting over George W. Bush to a barbecue because...
0: I feel like of the most recent presidents, he'd probably be the, the one to invite over for a barbecue. He'd probably yeah. smoke a
1: joint with you. That'd probably
2: yeah. be chill. <laughs> he'd bring the weed. Yeah, uh, He's like... I-, I can't do a George W, but I was gonna be like, I, I need some <laughs> of that basey bud, but like that's not George W Bush at all.
0: Okay. You can ask okay. about all the war crimes.
2: Listen, I Dick Cheney's the bad guy. I- I'm a painter now. They I'm did George not w. Bush.
1: have nuclear weapons, as I was told. That's that. That's his father, George H. W. Bush. <laughs> I-, I know.
2: I know. That was know, a pretty good uh, impression, though. It, it-, I- it was it. Yeah, I thought it was decent Stuart enough.
0: This is <laughs> his president impressions all the time. All the oh, time.
1: Yeah. I love politicians. It's my favorite thing to do. Is his favorite thing at
2: Disneyland
1: start. is the, Hall of, the Hall of Presidents. You know what? Funny thing about that. Someone put a theory out, and it's really funny once you look at it, that if you look at the Trump robot, oh right, that it looks, if you look at it in the face, it almost looks like it was a Hillary robot. That they had to dress up and change a bit so that it was Trump.
2: Yeah, I've I've heard that rumor. Uh, but if you the, look the at Trump it... Trump, one is so weird. But
1: if you look at it, yeah, like all of them like are a little weird looking, obviously. But that one in particular, if you do look at it, like you could like see Hillary's face. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe the it's weird. Person. I mean,
2: definitely, definitely <laughs> know, the hair. Right? That'd be impressive. like if you look at it.
1: Yeah, it is the first were... time. But Hillary and Donald's hair is very similar. I mean, to a kind degree, of, huh? but the but I my thought I I could see where they maybe built the Hillary one expecting her to win. And oh like, yeah, well, I don't want to build. An, we don't want. We don't want to put in the time to build a fucking Donald Trump robot. We'll just make
2: Hillary. I'm sending you Donald. a comparison photo, guys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gotta wow. admit that that is pretty crazy. <laughs> it is.
0: How soon do they build these little robot thing? Like, are they supposed to have them? Like, do people expect it to be there the day after the election? I don't know the timeline. They have... You know, what president uh, gets, they win on November 20th and they, or November 6th. And then they, I don't remember, but there's like a couple month period where they're not in right. office yet. So right. I figured that's where they'd make these robots. But yeah, that does look like Hillary Clinton.
1: On the other side of it, I guess they could have just not given two shits about how he turned out. That's the other thing too.
2: Well, like the, I've seen a video of it and like the hand, like motions are like crazy accurate that
1: one looks doesn't look as is that the that's not the same one that's madame tussaud that looks like him i would yeah that that, that's
2: fucking creepy how much that looks that one
1: eerily looks like him but the the other yeah that's just like if him and hillary were just collided into one
2: wax sculptures are creepy man i gotta I, i dude when i oh man i'll tell you what I went to a wax museum in my hometown of Victoria and I went in, freaked the show me. They have this whole horror hall where it's just like really creepy, horrible, creepy stuff. And mm-hmm. then at the end there's this like big room that shows the last few sculptures. Uh there's a customer service desk and uh I Walked up to the customer service desk and I said, Hey, so where's the bathroom in this place? And they didn't say anything to me. I'm like, Hello, like I I need to use the bathroom. And it turns out their customer service desk had a fucking wax sculpture behind it. (laughs) 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 That's
0: pretty fucking crazy. I'd be Uh, be annoyed if I fell for that. I'd punch that wax sculpture's head off. I
1: (laughs) I, I went to like, Oh, my uh, God, I'm a, fucking si- dying. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a sample one in Vegas once. They Well, I, like, it wasn't to pay. They had, like, a kind of like a preview of if you go into it. And some of them, I mean, look, they look scarily real. Like, if I was just kind of glancing, not paying attention, I could see where someone would mistake them for a person
2: right right yeah yeah they're they're pretty wild uh especially like some of these modern ones like you really i mean that looks the, the one that the picture i just sent you that
1: looks just like donald
2: trump that, that, that looks like someone that makes me think donald trump is not a real person and they put this weird mask on like a robot
1: he's a face it I looks look really fucking creepy that's like something they put it like on like philip seymour hoffman r.i.p and then he'd act his ass off so now i'm looking at at
2: Obama in the Hall of Presidents, and I'm wondering if they thought John McCain was going to win because the Obama was
1: <laughs> really fucking like weird John, too. Does it look like maybe? John yeah, <laughs> maybe they
0: just make a model that's kind of halfway in between the two, and then they yeah. so whoever wins, they can just make minor adjustments. <laughs> they could just repaint
1: or yeah. change up like, some you know,
0: facial features. In GTA Five Online, when you couldn't create your character initially and you had to like pick two parents. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's kind of what they did. They were like, "Here are the two candidates. Oh yeah, uh, but let's not... <laughs> just put it into a machine, figure out what the in between looks like, and then we'll just kind of nudge in one direction." Get me, for a, wins. P-
1: get me a picture of Obama's father and McCain's mother. We'll make <laughs> yeah. this shit work. <laughs> God,
2: man, I that was that was a cool idea. And then you could you could make like uh, Jimmy Hopkins or John Marston your father. I would rather uh, it, just in, been John in GTA Marston. 5 Online.
0: Yeah, but then they kind of abandoned that... Entirely. ...pretty quickly, they... and you could just create your own
2: character. <laughs> yeah, because it was so hard it was to like... create a character that looked decent.
0: Yeah, I remember just spending so long just cycling through parents for that, and I was like, I don't really like anything, and then, uh, you know... The
1: Rockstar's character creation has always been a bit weak, especially when you compare it to, like, The Saint's Rose and things like that, where they made it simple but also complex...
0: Yeah, well I mean that's because Rockstar games have like specific like you're playing a character, you're not making your own character. Except for online. Well, right, and right. and Well well online fair, is what I was talking about. Yeah, I liked Red Dead Online's character creator. It wasn't too It was better than GTA. Yeah, it was for much sure. better. It it was like kinda lacking in some options, but I kinda liked that people couldn't create the most ridiculous looking people. The thing like, I
2: liked was that you like when you take your character's photo, they put their hands up by their face, like Ricky Bobby not knowing what to do with his hands. You know, like... th- there's
0: actually a historical reason for that. I forgot what it was, but it was to check the fingernails or something.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, it's they don't they don't it's not just a weird thing to do. Apparently that's what they would do back in the day. Right, I could be right. making fact, this up. I forget why.
2: No, but that that honestly sounds one hundred percent rock star to include something like that. Yeah. It does. It does. Speaking of fingers, did you see the fingers in that GTA
1: Trilogy trailer? They, they aren't stuck together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, will, I will say, so. Like someone who doesn't have... like, Because I know P- with the PC versions now lately, they have a bunch of mods and shit. So I don't know if they even have something similar. But looking at that trailer and seeing them keep like, that animated look made me so happy. Oh, me too. I oh, would yeah. 100% agree. It looks so good without... Like changing the game entirely, like most of these sort of like remakes or whatever they're you want to call them. Like, usually they just like look so different that it's like you know, it takes you away, it takes away from it a bit. But in this, it looks like those games just clean,
0: yeah. It looks like how you'd remember them, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I,
1: I, uh,
2: I think the fingers like I, I love the way it looks, but the fact that they are individual fingers kind of creeps me out, like, it's this weird, like. I like, like, I have fingers? Why am I creeped out by fingers? But seeing these characters with fingers, it's like, why Why
0: is that so disturbing? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I, I feel like it would be weirder not to have fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If Like, if you're playing these games on your 4K, what do you have? Nat, a 65-inch <laughs> OLED TV? Yeah, something like that. Because then that would be like, weird. <laughs> like, in a trailer on YouTube, yeah, that I, I could see why the fingers would weird you out, but yeah, I think it makes sense why. I'm sure that'll dissipate their... quickly once they're playing like, it. Also, like, yeah, it, they got Rockstar money. They can, they can make, they can make oh, as yeah. many fingers as they want.
2: Give everyone a, an extra finger. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I remember the days of the like old like PlayStation Spider Man games where everyone just had fists with little yeah. ripples. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
2: so. I oh, dude, I f- am. I'm really excited for that that trilogy. The one thing that bums me out is they're like removing all of the original versions off of any like modern store so if you want to buy it on playstation or you want to buy it on uh steam they're just going to remove like the ps2 classics um and the the they have already removed i think they've already removed some of them like they've removed the steam versions of them at least what if you already bought them you get to keep them um it just you can't buy them anymore which is a bit of a bummer because like I still think of like blocky Tony Montana, right? A lot. (laughs) I think about him a lot. Also, I think of blocky Candy Sucks a lot
1: too. Speaking of which, that Scarface game was actually pretty cool. Oh
2: man, yeah.
0: I that would be be a sick game. That's the only time I was able to play it, dude.
1: That game was so like that would be a cool game to bring back, but I'm sure (laughs) licensing wise, there's issues there.
2: We got to bring back the real classics like Scarface.
1: Yes.
0: Forget these, forget these Nintendo 64 games. We need we need Scarface. How back. many more um, Mario's do you need? That's oh, true. I'll keep, I'll keep buying Mario's, <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe, maybe
2: lay off Mario. But bring back Scarface you, br- too. Yeah, yeah,
1: you can bring back Scarface too. But I love
2: that he, game because I remember being so fucking stoked that they had like D12 and M&M on the soundtrack. Well, that well that, and then also just
1: like the fact, like it was a cool like, what if he did live? It it. I yeah, if, that. if
2: if Tony Montana lived, we would have gotten Eminem in the '80s. So amazing, really—that <laughs> would have quickly. been a better future. I, I, I think
0: would all be better off. I almost missed the days when, like, I don't know, these entertainment properties didn't really care what developers did with their games. They were just like, yeah, yes. sure, do whatever you want. Like, some fun like, results. I, came. We don't care about the story. We don't care about anything. Like, just just take it. It's a video game. No one gives a shit. And then you'd get these really weird and out there interesting license games and to be fair most were bad but occasionally there were some really good interesting ones like i mean i can't speak on scarface because i hardly played it but uh like like chronicles of riddick for example right that's yeah, the an Escape incredible from of Day. Game. it was like yep. it was an I awesome game. game
2: oh man it's like I, I, feel like a lot of the love for Riddick is because of those games.
1: I, I'm pretty sure if it was, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know Pitch Black has a good, a lot of love, but yeah. Oh yeah, but Those games, but that game is helped. what. Well, I was gonna say Pitch Black was more further back in that cult status until that game released. That definitely opened it up. Right. Uh, to more people because it, it, it felt like an immersive so
0: sim it was like not i don't know like i expected like a third person action game because that's what every uh video game adaptation of movies were during that era right but yeah it, yeah it I, looked, and starberries that was
2: like god they were so fucking good at first person games
0: that i'd like
2: a
1: new port of that'd be awesome
2: i, I agree uh the 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 thing that I also think about is, like, could you imagine them making a Marvel Cinematic Universe game that had, like, villains that didn't appear in the movie? Because all those Spider-Man games, it was like, oh, oh they there's all this did. whole storyline with Craven the Hunter, and he's never been in a movie. And that's fucking awesome. Like, They had Vulture. They had yeah, a, Vulture yeah, was a, in it. it was all these fucking characters. Shocker.
0: That is one thing. Well, I mean, I don't know. May, maybe not so much for Strip. One thing I really liked about the Arkham games was that I feel like a lot of those villains I didn't know about until I played right. the Arkham I games. Mean, I, and I, I mean, like, I did, but that's, yeah. you know, that's but, but it. Was, they, it was awesome like, to see them. Yeah, there were like characters that, like, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's pretty familiar with the Joker, Two Face, Harley Quinn, uh, Mr. Freeze, and those characters are in it, but I feel like it's also pretty cool how they had, like, Bunch of like B and C tier, uh, super Mad, villains that Mad just showed Hatter up in the game. Mad Hatter got some love, yeah. Mad Hatter, Killer
1: Croc, Killer Croc's a good one that always like, I, I, like. The funny thing is, a lot of them have like cool episodes like that they got in like the animated series, but the the big ones always do seem to overshadow the smaller ones. And some of the smaller ones are, are great. I, that's one, of, I think, that's one of the reasons that Arkham Asylum stands out so much for me compared to, I mean, the other two definitely expand on some of the B list characters, like Arkham. I think it's Arkham Knight has a fun, or it's Arkham City that has like a fun little side quest with Mad Hatter. But yeah, no, no, no.
2: Uh, that, that's Arkham Knight. Yeah, it is Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Okay, it was Arkham yeah. Knight. Okay.
1: But uh, uh, City City has
2: like Calendar Man.
1: Yes, uh, Calendar Posh. Man. It, yeah, and you could like visit him on holidays and he'd give you different speeches. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's nice when games delve further into the lore that doesn't get as much love. I, I speaking With of Jake which, on that definitely... did you
0: guys see the the trailer for Suicide Squad's Rocksteady game the story trailer I did, did sorry Suicide Squad's Rocksteady game Rocksteady Suicide Squad game all right <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's been a Suicide
1: day. Squad's Rocksteady
0: yeah exactly that yeah. but that, that I thought that trailer looked great I'm, I'm excited I I was hoping to see a little gameplay but
1: yeah it's a great trailer yeah
0: I, I'm yeah I'm still curious how the co-op's gonna work I, and stuff I I thought it was
1: awesome that they, that first part of the trailer took place in Arkham Asylum.
2: Oh, yeah. Right in the room really where
0: cool. Joker right escapes. That, that first room you're in. That, yeah, I that was really cool. So, so they are connected then, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's cool. This it's is, supposed this to is take place after Arkham. After. And it looks like there's going to be plenty of gore in it too, Stuart.
1: I saw the head explosion. I, I didn't know if they were going to allow them to make it M, but I saw that. I was like, well, I, I guess it's M unless. T did, did the penguin? it didn't show him die? No, it not was like die. a ra- it showed him getting shocked, but it showed some random goons' head explode. Right, right. It'll probably be teen. No, it's, it um, won't be teen. With if what? The head what head explode? What What T game would allow a head explosion?
0: Also, Arkham <laughs> Knight was rated M. Uh, like yeah, Arkham yeah, Knight game got was M. M.
1: Really? I, Arkham yeah. Knight was rated M. It was barely t- the Jason barely Todd M. story and the Killer Croc stuff put it over
2: oh wow okay well then maybe it is yeah then of course it's m i thought yeah. i thought like oh so i don't I know maybe like... maybe they're allowed one head explosion maybe like i was thinking <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you can
0: you can only say fuck once and you can only have one head explode anything more
2: it's m you can say fuck twice if you don't have a head explode but only or once if you have a head or explode.
0: if it's a recording of someone saying the previous fuck yes, yes. this is true. like in 13 blocks was that called 13 blocks 16, no, blocks. 16 blocks. That
1: was yeah. close. I Man, I even started questioning myself. I'm like, I like uh, 14, 13. Um, yeah, no. So no, I'm, I'm interested to see if they actually utilize the M rating with the combat. Like since like King shark is one of them. And especially since that suicide squad movie has been, you know, out I, I feel now like and people will... like King shark, you know?
0: Yeah. Considering the movie, uh, was a pretty hard R and, and the movie was, pretty successful and like they showed head exploding in the trailer. I think, I think it's safe to say that that combat's going to be nice and gory too. Just for you, Stuart, just to make you happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know
2: no, what? Honestly I, though, like I, I do feel good uh, about this suicide squad game and it, it, I mean, they've been working on it It's kind of cool that, they're doing their own thing from the movies and it feels really good. Like, like I, I, I feel like Rocksteady just really knows how to nail comic book characters and make them feel natural. And like their own versions of those characters. It's they're fucking great at
1: it. Yeah. Definitely. I love the Arkham games. I, 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 I'm interested to see if they even bring Batman into it. Yeah, I, I they, ha- they have to, right? It's like, with how Arkham Knight ended, it's like, they don't have to necessarily. I mean, especially if they want to put the focus on the other Justice League members. But since it is connected, it's like, I wonder if they're going to bring other characters from Arkham. Because they also had Penguin in the trailer, too. So that's why I was like, mm, maybe. Yeah, what if what if this is what brings Bruce Wayne back? Well, it'll be interesting because, I mean, we could talk about Arkham Knight spoilers at this point, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, because the end of the game is like that he's still out there and it looks like he's using fear toxin to kind of...
2: Well, or that's just a metaphor for the fear of Batman still lingering i don't think he's using fear toxin
1: maybe not fear toxin but that it, seems like a I, weird thing for batman I don't, to do yeah but it would also be weird just to show like some manifestation of batman come down and he's not actually there
2: yeah i i, I no I, I mean like i i i mean like he's still there but that depiction that vision we saw of batman was just a metaphor for batman is still here and he is right. still like a burning flame of justice, or whatever. Like, I, I don't think I don't think he was literally on flames in that scene, or that no, no, that was well, that, that was, was supposed the... to be literally there or seen by someone.
0: Maybe. I think that was just Maybe. like a
2: visual fun thing to do at the end of the game. I suppose. I think it would have been cool,
1: like having him use fear toxin.
2: Yeah, I, I I feel like that's a weird thing for him to do. But
1: I mean, it doesn't, you know, he's yeah. Batman.
2: He is Batman. And he, you, know thing. you know what's a weird thing to do? Dressing up like a fucking bat and exactly. fighting Christ. Exactly. <laughs> Good fucking point, Stuart. Um,
1: uh, we got to keep an eye on this fucker. Eh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think what spawned us all off. It.
0: Oh, we were going to talk about Dune, weren't we?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Matt hasn't seen it,
0: though, so maybe not a whole lot. Right. Kind of like how he talked about Halloween kills last week. Well, yeah, but sure. you guys,
2: you guys... You didn't even fucking care about Halloween Kills. That movie That's is true. doo-doo. We,
0: I mean, we, we won't spoil it. I don't think we should talk about it all that much. Um, oh, okay. We don't have to. We could even to wait. be honest, for Matt. Yeah. Well, what did you guys well, think? Yeah, we should at least say what we thought, I think. Okay. Because I'm curious what you thought mostly, Stuart. I, I thought it was incredible. I loved it. I think it's one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Uh, I think the cinematography is amazing. Uh, I think the beginning started out a little slow for me. Um, but once it got going, I was I was pretty invested, and I'm excited for part two. I guess I think my biggest disappointment was where it ended because I wanted I wanted more. It just like the structure felt pretty off because it was just half of the first book. Um, that said, thought it was great. Denny Villanueva does not miss.
1: He's fucking great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, he's one of our
1: top f- 10 directors. He is 100% one of my favorite directors. Uh, and this movie continued to show why. Uh, I didn't love it like Jake, I really liked it. I didn't love it, but I did really enjoy well, it. Like Hugh if Jackman Papa- wasn't in it, so you were pretty <laughs> upset about that. Or Harrison, no, dude, no, dude. I oh, well, now you got me. Uh, the, the uh, no, the you know, 2049 is one of my favorite movies, period. Um, yeah, and I but, love pris. I love Prisoners and everything. Like out of his movies, this is probably my least favorite of his. However, oh, wow. I still really liked it.
0: I, I think that is like the elephant in the room. I would say, as I agree with you there. Like I really like this movie, but when I think back on Twenty Forty Nine and Sicario and uh, even Arrival, it's like yeah, Arrival I, I,
1: I like more and Prisoners. I, so I, it's I like,
0: think yeah, Prisoners. I think I kind of like those movies more, but it's not like. It's not oh, it's, by a wide margin by any stretch. It's by, it's by 2049, because no... I think 2049, I'm with you, Stewart. is one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Yeah, same. I. The, but yeah, no, when I say it's like my least favorite, it's still, that's like when I say it, like what we said last time, like about Christopher Nolan. Like when I say like, ah, oh, that's like, you know, it's, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just compared to his others. I don't like it as much. But yeah, Uh, I think my biggest thing with this movie, uh, I think on a film, at a film standpoint, there's nothing to knock it for anybody that would talk shit about anything as far as like visuals or acting or anything like that, like get out of here. Um, I think my only thing with it, which took me away from love, there were for me, I couldn't help, uh, but feel like the movie itself was a little hollow because it's this grand scope of a movie. I, 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 I wasn't bored by it. Even early on, I wasn't bored by it. I was pretty invested, but, I was mostly invested when it came to characters. I was mostly invested in like uh like Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa as opposed to Timothy Chalamet, who I think is good in the movie. It's just I thought he was one of the least interesting characters in it. Yeah. And I I agree. I mean it I just occasionally if I, I I found myself going like I wanna go back to, you know, what's going on with his dad or like I want to see more of what Jason Momoa is going on, you know, going through. Because Jason Momoa is probably as far as, if you want to say humanity in the film, like the one that kind of brings more the most heart to it. Yeah, I wish he had his beard though. (laughs) Yeah, well, he had it early. Then then he shaved it off. That awkward man. He
0: looked. He reminded me of uh, Brandon Fraser, except really buff, (laughs) and he doesn't (laughs) have his beard. That's all I could think about when I was watching it.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: But no, I, I still like
1: enjoyed watching Timothy Chalamet's like journey in the movie. especially when I thought about it more after I had watched it.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, I, I think I think part of it too, Stuart, is that I feel like uh Oscar Isaac and um Jason Momoa had like pretty good arcs that fit pretty well within that film, while Timothy Chalamet like had half an arc. True. But I think with him
1: is like the thing that kept like pulling me away emotionally from it when it was focused on him is he never he never really ever came off to me it's like the one scene with him I did really like was the test scene with his hand yeah
0: that's as far as I read in the book
1: um I never read the books I've never seen the original Dune so and maybe his character is like that in the book so I'm not going to criticize the performance it's just I found myself much more invested or Stellan Skarsgård's villain in it is really good He's really creepy, and he looks creepy, and he's really. At each time he's on screen,
0: yes, is very unsettling.
1: Um. So overall, I I really I I still really liked this movie. Uh, There, I. It's just there's just that little bit of me, and maybe it is also just because it is half a movie. Like when it ended, I was like, oh, that's it.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I really do think his arc, like like I mean. The books are about him, or at least I think at least the first book is about him. I haven't read any of them except for, you know, the first mm-hmm. third of, not even the first third, probably like the first 50 pages of the first book. But but I think like he, from what I remember, Timothy Chalamet plays how that character was in the beginning pretty well. And I think what it's supposed to do is he's supposed to turn into like a more like weathered, gruff leader. Uh, the only thing is, which I do kind of agree with you, I have a hard time picturing Timothy, T- Tim, whatever his name is, uh, nail that because he is kind of a, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, he looks so. I mean, he looks really young, but I, I know he's supposed to be young. Like, I, I think yeah. he's good in the movie. I, I don't think he's bad in it by any means. I, I, it's just, yeah, there was just like times with it c- because. I was just so much more invested in what was what else was going on compared to this, I guess, which is the start of his journey. Uh, I'm sure I'll appreciate it more once the second part comes out. Uh, But yeah, just some of that rang just a little hollow for me. Not horribly. I didn't like it didn't pull me out of the movie. It just prevented me from getting to that point of like, wow, like I loved it. Um, Yeah. But other than that, maybe if I had another complaint, which is like nitpicky, some of the fights were just eh. But everything else is so grand in scope, and some of the fights are so well done that I, I, it seems weird even saying that. Well, uh, why would you say it? I know, I know. Uh, well, yeah. I, that's why my point though is the point I'm trying to make. It's a really good movie. Like I just I didn't quite get to the love it. I may, maybe
0: I will love it after I see part two. Do you think? Uh, I, do you think you would have? liked it more if it was directed by someone else i know that seems like a weird question because obviously it wasn't but like do you think going into that film having seen all of Villanuevo's other films you were a little like you were expecting more you, you know what it is
1: i think it's actually quite the opposite i think this movie i enjoyed it and it worked because of him because story-wise if i put this movie out and you gave this to a different director to me it almost comes off as something in the vein of like a story from like a divergent or hunger games type thing and i think his talent brought it up i don't like once again i know dune and it has a book that's been out way longer than those things in like the the book and the movie yeah i guess it's that's just what you it mean. has a bit of a young adult feel in terms of story but the movie's not that at all so i think he if anything made it watchable
0: for me uh, i was Watching an interview, I don't know if you saw it, Stuart, but it was, it was between Christopher Nolan and uh, Denny Villanueva uh, about Dune. And mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan was asking him about influences and stuff. And Villanueva was very much like, me and the production designer and everyone, we, we forced ourselves not to look at other media because, like, you know, there's the big sci fi series that everyone knows, Star Wars. And he's like, it, it cannot be anything like that. So they. Tried to, at least according to him, they tried to come up with a lot of that stuff like solely out of their own mind, which I find interesting and also impossible because to an extent, right? Like you can't, like everything's based on something to some extent, but I definitely get that feel like seeing that movie that it's like, yeah, this is so unique, like not only like obviously it's based on the book, but like visually it's just so unique. It, it, it it does a lot of really interesting things with the style that, that you don't really expect with a sci-fi movie.
1: Right. Well, yeah, that's my thing with it because normally, you know, the whole where like normally you would be, it'd be like, Oh, it's the young hero's journey to finding himself and becoming a leader. And you know, his whole power thing and all that, like, Like normally on paper, if I read that I would have zero interest, but when I was watching this movie, I didn't think about those things all that much watching it because of how a lot of the set designs really cool. Um, the planets do feel like desolate, but also very, you know, visually breathtaking. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't really like, I I don't want to really talk bad about this movie at all. I, I, I think well, part like of it you hate it. No, I, I think it's truly is maybe just partially because of it being a part one movie and Atreus, you know, being the focal point and not really getting anywhere in this movie. I think that maybe is just purely just due to the fact that they split it. And I, I, I think I, I might even go away with the part two, but, uh, that was really it like as far as me having any complaints because everything with his father. Um, and then there's like even a scene with him and his father uh, near the ocean at one point, which is an amazing scene. Um, Oscar yeah. Isaac's just fucking I was about such to say, a great actor, such a good uh, actor. And uh, yeah, there's just, it's, it's one of those movies. If I despised the story of this movie or something, I still would have watched it through just because it's so visually striking yeah um but yeah. i didn't have that I, I think overall this is a great movie i didn't quite get to love maybe in time i will if i rewatch and i plan on re-watching it like i want to i, I want to see it again yeah and i then, feel like the second I think part time I two saw, will
0: help the second time i saw blade runner was when i was like oh yeah i really like this film like i liked it the first time i saw it but i think that second time really cemented it for me
1: Right well I've had that with movies too Which is why like I like having more time To think about them and watching them again Because I've had movies Where I watched them originally and I was like it was alright Or eh But then I rewatched it and I was like damn I actually kind of love this movie And this movie is already a little bit ahead of that Because I already really like it
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I and I see the things I, I Like didn't find great in it And I see where maybe it's just because Of the structure of it being a part one Um you can tell Jake made a comment to me. This is an absolutely by no means a complaint. It's just kind of noticeable after Jake kind of said it to me, because uh, Denny Vill- Villanueva, his movies have all pretty much for the most part, I think, been R. Um, and there's times in this movie you can almost like feel he wanted to go R. Yeah, uh, there
0: was especially some of the there's a, scenes, like. So, so, yeah, next, next, like throats being slit and stuff. And it was like, I guess like you could probably make the argument that the little shield protection thing they have on kind of just like hides all that. But at the same time, I was like, this is pretty brutal. Right. I kind of wanted well, to see more of that brutality. That
1: and but there's also there's just like even an exchange throne room scene, which I I it it felt like something that'd be in one of his movies. And it's I like it just didn't feel like the typical PG 13 sci-fi flick of the, of the summer. Yeah. Um, and that just goes to a testament though of him as a director. Cause yeah, I, by the time this movie ended and I, I, I the main reason I want to see this movie was because of him. Um, and I came out of it being very happy because I'm normally not a huge sci-fi movie person, like at least in these like apocalyptic epics lately, because they all seem to blend together. And I mean, this has some similarities you could put together with others like jake said like that's kind of impossible not to do but it's done so well that like it's not a big deal
0: did you see it in theaters
1: no which is why on the second watch i want to go see it in theaters but yeah i I, I, we
0: we should we should see it (laughs) yeah i i'd like to see it on a big screen again
1: because i was gonna i was gonna be able to and then i something came up and i wasn't able to but i i even even watching it on a on a TV at home it's it's gorgeous uh, i
2: didn't realize that Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet were in Doom. that's uh,
1: interesting <laughs> all right bad joke <laughs> bringing it back bringing it back did you guys see lamb
0: not yet no i didn't okay you don't not you don't have to yet. see it that's I a movie see it. you
2: could i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it but yeah i definitely want to see dune um I love Denis Villeneuve, and I, I need I need to see it. I I I love David Lynch too, who made the original, and, and that's David a Lynch movie. hates that
0: movie.
2: Yeah, he it's, it's the one movie that he hates and does not want to talk about, and uh, it's pretty funny when people bring it up during interviews. Uh, I mean, it's all—it's always, always funny whenever David Lynch answers a question because people ask him to explain his movies, and he's always like, "No, nope,
0: not gonna do it." I—I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I bought uh, my first 4K Blu-rays today.
2: Oh What'd shit, you get? Jacob!
1: Blade Runner, up? better
0: be one. No, I got—I—I I got uncut gems. I got. Uh, oh wow! Mul- nice. and Drive. Let's go. And I got Citizen Kane because those are the only 4K Criterion Criterion movies. Ones they're not out yet, but I was like, right. I really like the covers of all those movies. I've actually never seen Citizen Kane, and I was like, I should probably watch Citizen Kane. Uh, So, I was, but I really do like watch. uncut gems in Mulholland Drive. I think is really great, and I was like, all right, those are movies that are that that not only like I would want to own, but also the Criterion collection looks very nice and the transfers are better and God, I hate the standard 4k Blu-ray covers with HDR. Like (laughs) I hate all that stuff on it.
1: Criterion is always really great when it comes to their presentation. Yeah. Yeah, Cause
0: my thing is, is that like, I I know people think that 4k is going to be 4k Blu-rays is going to be like, they're going to last quite a while, and I'm sure they will, but eventually they're going to want to resell all of these movies again. So they're going to come up with a new format and they're going to try to sell it to people. So it's like, I at least want to get Criterion Collection because the transfer is so much better. And and like the boxes look really cool. I'm It's kind of douchey, though, to get Criterion no. Collection films. No, but, man, I but, love
1: Criterion Collection. But that's I,
0: and, and, uh, the
2: call, uh,
1: call me a douche. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> you know
2: there are a number of other uh, like publishing firms that I should send you links to because like Synapse Films, Directory, Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow, great, great one. Uh, like all these different like boutique firms put out like amazing movies and they have great covers, really great transfers. They really give a fuck. They're they're very similar to Criterion in that way. <laughs> I right? just
1: I just got to the other day.
0: I would I would consider some of that. I think, uh, but but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what other 4K Blu-rays that Criterion does because there's a lot that I'd want there.
1: That... Agreed. I'd like to get like an old like Good the Bad and the Ugly type. Yeah. I'd like to see one of them thrown in. They've done some really really great ones though. Uh, Christopher Nolan's well, uh, well, following I mean, got a really Kino good Lorber Criterion release. Kino did Good the
2: Bad and the Ugly, and and that one's really good. Kino Lorber is another great uh, 4k Blu-ray or just Blu-ray distributor. Yeah. And they did a great job with good and the bad and the ugly.
1: It's a good, no, it's a good transfer. I'm just saying criterion did one. I'd buy it. Oh yeah. Of course. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, no man. Yeah. 4k. Yeah. I agree with Jake. I wish more of them would be a bit more art. That's why with some of them I I do, if it's a movie I really like and they have like a really artsy steel book, I'll get that. Um, yeah I, I dread got one of those and i was like deal I was oh yeah telling,
0: I, that never came to canada i was telling matt that like there's one thing i do kind of appreciate about video game covers is that they usually don't have a lot of the crap you see on like blu-ray covers and stuff like they still have mm-hmm. the, the logos and, and stuff and that's fine but i don't know i feel like so they don't have cleaner. a Rotten
2: Tomatoes logo. Yeah, they're so yeah. much
0: cleaner. They look certified nicer. fresh. Occasionally, you know, they'll do a re-release and they'll have like quotes and stuff, and it's like, all right. I mean, if it's tastefully put on the box, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, I, I do appreciate that.
1: Yeah, the the funniest thing with those now, especially, is because they had a period they weren't, and then they were getting shit for it because some movies took such downfalls or upticks with their ratings on Rotten Tomatoes that now they have to put a, like Certified Fresh. And then in a small print, put as of like yeah, March yeah. 3rd, 2020. Uh, that's hilarious.
0: Ne- Cause you can literally just like wait for the first review. And if it's good, just, all right, that's it. Take it, take the screenshot, time yeah. it, and then put that on the box. Pretty
1: much like they'll, but I've noticed though lately they've been doing that with some movies. Like they'll get like the one review that said best movie of the year, even though there's only like four reviews out and they'll just slap it in the trailer. It's like, maybe you should wait a bit. Right.
2: But then again, I, they're trying
1: to sell a movie. so
2: Yeah, I love all the, the commercials they do for movies where it's like 100% fresh, and then it's like before the movie comes out. So it's all like, it's like hey, fans. carefully selected reviewers being given access to a movie months and months before release. Well,
1: that or they were like invited to a really cool premiere. And even if the movie wasn't like great like they're not gonna just go start shit talking it
2: oh yeah they want to be invited to the next one
1: exactly they're like if they got invited to like some premiere to some huge summer movie and then they just went on like twitter and was like this movie was a piece of shit guess who's never going there again yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, so god I, yeah i mean truthfully pff, i wouldn't talk shit about a movie if i got invited to the premiere i wouldn't i don't know i'll praise i would it. Yeah, yeah i would I could. I would do talk it. mad shit. I'd be like, Yo, I, that, I would, the fucking I, sandwiches sucked. Oh, God. No, I would just say nothing. I'd give it maybe a like. Well, like, I, I'd put it like the main page. Unless I, yeah, they I guess asked it depends what you are.
0: Like, if you were a reviewer and you got to go to an early one and you can't say nothing, you got to say something. So then it's like, are you going to be super nice so you can get invited again or are you going to say what you think? And in theory, it shouldn't matter what you say. You should still be able to go to the next one. But obviously, that's not how. Things always go. I remember at Gamespot, um, we went to a Mass Effect preview, and it and it was really cool. They didn't like butter us up or anything or get us anything. They just they just took us to to play Mass Effect Andromeda, and I remember uh, I was one of the only people who went who like was pretty negative on the game, which killed me because I I mean you guys know I love Mass Effect, um, which killed me. And I remember I got so much shit for previewing that game and just saying what I thought about it. Uh right. I was like, yeah, this game is is pretty buggy now or it seems pretty buggy, like this is what we're going to get. Uh and yeah, that was one of those situations where I was like, if it wasn't my job, I probably wouldn't have said anything. I would have been just like, nope I know people are going to be mad about this, but, you know, had to do it. And then uh now uh Someone else in the industry uh, always gets the credit for being the only one who called out Andromeda, even though oh, that person some wasn't YouTuber. the only one. Yeah, I, I also said it too and got a bunch of shit. But, uh, you know, that's how it is sometimes. I know. Yeah. Well, it's like,
2: uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. What, what a stupid fandom video games are. Yep. I've been I've been thinking a lot about fandoms recently, and like,
0: it's fucking stupid. Like, what's crazy too, which I still don't get, is like why people get so mad over review scores. Like, I yeah.
1: I I've, I've, I have especially I never will understand
0: especially from like big publications because it's like it, it's like that this is this is most likely will not affect the sales too much because a lot of people don't look at game reviews anymore like that's just kind of the truth people go on youtube and stuff and they seek out the positive stuff because that's what they want to hear so like i i i don't know it's it's beyond me i just don't get why people people care so much you know what game didn't get good
1: reviews or at least the greatest of reviews dark sector and i was like i'm still gonna buy this game and i enjoyed every second of it nice that's that's fucking disgusting. You should not I'm sorry. tell people that you I'm like gonna Dark sector. That. I did. I beat That's Dark true. Sector, and I enjoyed should, every goddamn second of it. You should play Warframe.
2: Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Actually, honestly, though,
0: it's, there's a, that was War Dark Sector. No, Warframe is what they wanted Dark Sector to be initially, sort of. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah you you see you see the roots yeah. for sure,
1: gotcha. but it's, yeah no. Dark I, sector I just, was a cool cool game. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like a perfect game or anything, but I. Yeah, it was fine. I think if you are interested in something, and you genuinely want to see it, don't let reviews dissuade you because you still very much may like it. Yeah, people I need didn't to remember like these are dissuade opinions. me from Halloween Kills, and that was a huge mistake. But I still <laughs> am happy I I saw that movie. See though, Matt, but like, see, like we I, I've had that, but then there's been other times where there's been like poor reviews for movies, especially with horror well, no, movies. No, I, I was and then joking. I come, no, no, I know you are. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, lately I think more than ever lately has been there's been a much larger like I mean you, you could see it on Rotten Tomatoes if you want to use that as like an example, but like the differences between, you know, critics and audience and all that shit. I think people just need to just ignore that shit and just go see the goddamn thing they want to see. Yeah. I, and if they're I'm and if they are
2: disappointed, to if they're disappointed, just read a review and use it as maybe advice and like I, I, I go see the movies that you're interested in. I if there's a movie I'm interested in, unless reviews are like so fucking awful, I'm I'm gonna go fucking see it. Yeah, like like it, it has to be pretty extreme for me not to go see a movie that I was interested in seeing. Like. Or playing a game that I was interested in playing, like No More Heroes three, got panned, and I get it. Like that is a game that feels like it came out on the Wii, and but I loved it because I love No More Heroes, and and like it was, it's just this thing that like, hey, I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm gonna play a game and like it and be cool with other people not liking it.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's fucking a it's good ridiculous. Mindset.
0: And if you end up not liking to it too, ways.
1: there you go. Speaking
0: there's of a lot which, of people. one thing that always drives me crazy is whenever anyone says anything good about Red Dead Redemption 2 on social media, there's always someone mm-hmm. there yeah. being like, but it's not as good as God of War. And it's like, they're different games. They're nothing alike. Like, Who gives like, a shit? Yeah, <laughs> one's open world, one's not, one's fantasy, one's, one's not. Like, it's it's like what what why one's got guns one doesn't like why does this always need to be the conversation like i get that they came out the same year and like you know I, I, Red dead redemption 2 won a bunch of awards that year and so did god of war I, who cares I, think,
1: I i personally think part of it and i mean only part of it is because in like when you look at like at least when it comes to like social media and things like that or like people commenting on things they always look at movies and games almost through the same lens as you would for these like award shows that they have. And it's always like a competition where, you know, then there's people like us who like don't necessarily just because something is nominated for an Academy award, think it's worth it. We don't, we may not necessarily think that, you know, there's so many people that like latch onto what everyone's thinking. And then, you know, some people are like, "Oh, people aren't liking this game as much as this game, and this game's not getting as much attention, or this movie's not getting as much attention." Let me just shove my fucking opinion out there. When in truth, when reality goes, there's a lot of incredible games and movies that never get nominated for fucking anything that are a lot better than shit that wins things.
0: Yeah, that's so the issue with people, the Oscars. People
1: need to really not fucking so focus on what like some mass of people think and just like enjoy what you enjoy. If you want, give things a chance. That's my big thing. You know, there's been so many times, like, before I went into something, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I, like, watched it or played it. I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Or I really enjoy this game. And I'm glad I gave it a shot. And if I didn't like it, so what? You know? Yeah. Move on and play something you like while everyone else that likes it can keep playing it.
2: Yeah. And and honestly, I there there are a number of writers who are who put way too much emphasis on game of the year where they are like talking about, Oh, this is, this is my game of the year so far. And it's like March and it's like, okay. Like, yeah, it's not a season of, of, it's not a sports season. Like what, what do you like, I, that, I, I think well that, well, i think that kind of idea around game of the year is weird that like all year games are like trying to one-up each other and trying to now this game pulled ahead and now it's running into the holiday season as game of the year will any of the holiday releases be able to top it it's like that's such a weird way to think about it because like the average person doesn't care and no. it it's just like such a weird way to think about games art and media and things that you enjoy
1: being like yeah who, you yeah, who can, this... can put
0: out the best game slash movie before the end of the year like it, yeah no votes it, in now
1: and there's so many times where like there are multiple things that i could also everything put in december in is spots. not allowed to it's win like, yeah but like it's just it's a bummer because it creates all this just bullshit back and forth and there doesn't need to be any that's my biggest thing with, like, the comic book community with, like, DC versus Marvel. Like, holy shit. You can like both. You don't have or to Or just... none. Or none. You don't have to like any of it. Even with games. Like, you were just saying, like, God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2, which are both incredible games. Why would you need to dick measure there? Just enjoy both games. You don't need to throw... Oh, if someone compliments one, you don't have to throw in there, oh, but also God of War. Yeah. Like, Although... It's not needed. We can put all out your own the,
0: We can all admit that Red Dead is superior to God of War. So yeah, I mean, I, I
1: I I think so, but I do love God of War. No, no, objectively, objectively it is a better game yeah. than God no. of War. <laughs> no, I I agree, but I still I still don't like God of War.
2: Okay. Yeah. No, come on, Stuart, don't go, don't get crazy. Okay. Get <laughs> you can't crazy. like both games. What you, uh, yeah. are you
1: fucking high? You fucking loser. You dumb uh, yeah. dumb. You just, just don't want to pick like a both side. Games?
0: What's the Brown deal noser? with Game of the Year? Sorry, watching a lot of Seinfeld.
1: No, nah, dude, that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing to get the stress and hate out of your system.
2: I uh, I, I've got a, I've, I've just to finish this today's episode off. By the way, I've got a, if you would you rather question, oh if you guys, no. it's not that I mean, bad. It's actually just one that I was thinking of okay. I, over a, the okay. weekend. I let
1: right, let's 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 get nuts. Let's so get crazy.
2: Uh, 10,000, let marks. me, let me finish, let me finish this entire thing, uh, before I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll tell you guys when I'm passing it to you. So would you rather be able to watch movies or listen to music? Now, this is what I mean by this. So whenever a movie is on TV, like if you're watching TV and then it's time for a movie they play a movie on TV the screen goes black for the entirety of the movie you still hear the music from that movie and if you choose music you oh wait wait, wait, wait a second I, yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah I you, lost that, me. that's you choosing music that's you choosing music whenever a TV is on it goes black you can't see it everyone else can but you can only enjoy the music of the movie so only the soundtrack uh if you choose movies, you can watch the movies, but you can't hear the music, so you never hear the soundtrack. Otherwise, um, you cannot listen to music outside of movies because whenever you play music, just no sound comes out. Um, and same, and then music, any anything you watch is just black. Like you can never see visual cinema. Uh, I, I guess it- I mean. So the, just real, qu- so the real
1: question is, would you rather watch things? No, or I,
2: I guess things? I guess it actually applies to, like, all visual, like, TV movies, that kind of thing. So visual
1: and audio entertainment, would you rather So it's either, would you
2: choose visual entertainment? Oh, fuck. So, like, if you watch porn, you only hear the soundtrack. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, so the, oh so you don't even get to hear the 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 voices in like movies? No, because that's part of that's the movie. You have to listen to the soundtrack. It's it's music or movies. But, you can hear, is the but okay, but
1: if you're watching the movie, you can hear the dialogue still.
2: No, you can only hear the soundtrack underneath the dialogue because you can really? only hear music. Okay, and now I'm confused on the question. So no no so so visual... what I'm, all I'm saying is you can either would hear you it rather, or see it. Would you rather be able to watch movies but never hear music ever again? Or would you rather be able to listen to music, but never see movies ever again? And that includes dialogue and sound effects. Like you only hear the soundtrack for the movie. And you can listen to other music still. You can listen to all music, but you can't ever watch a movie. You can read books.
1: You can watch, you can read subtitles. (laughs) And if you, and if you choose movies, so everything is still in the movies, except the music.
2: Yes, all the music is gone.
0: Music. I.
1: Th- I think. Yeah, I. I. feel like just dying. I would That's be probably so. What I'd do. I. I would yeah. want to die. No, I mean truthfully, <laughs> if I had to pick, I. I would probably actually say music as well. I. I listen to music, like, most of my days. And I would go I I I would I would hate a lot of activities I do if I didn't have music. Think about like the one thing. I truthfully like driving around with no music or like going on like I just I would go crazy. I mean I would don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would be upset not being able to watch movies. I love movies. We all love movies. I just I think music would be more detrimental if I lost it. Like 80% of this podcast would be deleted from the internet. That also. We would have, we'd have no podcast. No. <laughs>
2: we'd have to, we'd have to describe music. Um, uh, Beethoven. The one thing best- that, that I was thinking about that this kind of like spurred this was I was like, I wonder what it would sound like to watch all these like really mainstream horror movies without music because all of the stingers, <laughs> all this. And I thought... You know what, that would be really interesting To watch every to be able to watch movies without the soundtrack you, you And know, then I thought, oh, would
1: you rather That's a good would you rather You know the one thing I actually wanted to speak on Now that you've said that There are some horror movies That I think the scenes would be A hundred times creepier If there wasn't a jump scare noise Oh yeah There's so many movies like that Where there's just something in the background Or there's something that does kind of like Come into frame, but it's not like a jolt but they give the jolt sound and the the sound ruins it almost. Where if they didn't, it'd be so much creepier. Like silence says, can do so much more when it comes to horror. And, uh, that can sometimes really kill the mood, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd pick music. I'd probably pick movies. Uh, that's
2: fair. It's it's a fucking hard. Like if, if this was my, I sometimes think like, oh, would I be more upset if I was deaf or blind? And I go, I would be, I mean, obviously that encompasses so much more than just movies and music, but, uh, I definitely would be bummed out if I couldn't see movies ever again. And I mean, I, it, it's a, it's a, Hey, my life is going to be joyless,
1: regardless of what I <laughs> Oh God. I see though that's th- the thing is when it comes to m- music and movies I pick I'd fight, I you would know pick... what, instead I'd fight 10,000 rats you know what 10, fuck it rats. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I don't want to live anymore No but when it comes to that those two like movies and music I would pick the music but if it came to seeing and hearing I'd pick seeing Yeah I'd probably do the same
2: So I like I like I like boobs I like seeing boobs <laughs> <laughs> Really powerful <laughs> stuff here, Matt. You don't, you don't <laughs> need to
1: hear them. <laughs> <laughs> hear them? <laughs> you don't need to I, hear them. I think that's boobs. as
0: good as time as any to uh, wrap this up, Matt. Absolutely. Yeah, great ending. In fact, maybe cut the last thing you said. And, uh, oh, you come out. on. No, no you got to leave it <laughs> now. We're ending
1: it on Matt wants to uh, see boobs. And hear All right. them, too. And hear them.
2: And Yeah, let, let me know. if If anyone builds a device that lets you hear boobs, send us the patent... At thenuclearfridge at gmail That's thenuclearfridge at gmail dot We'll help you get it finalized. Help you get it on shelves, or somewhere. That'll take all your money. Yep, absolutely. Gotcha. That's that's the plan. Uh, that that boob hearing industry is, is about to get booming. Uh, Could you imagine hearing that? Like, <laughs> hearing in the distance, like,
1: oh my god, there's boobs somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, corner, it's right? like one of those
2: bat detectors that detects high-pitched bat noises. You just hear <laughs> clicking noises. Like, Smack that's back.
1: boobs. That's boobs. Yeah, yeah. Through uh, uh, <laughs> technology, those are boobs.
2: <laughs> Alright, everyone, I hope you had a great time with this episode. We all did. We will see you all next week, but until then... Have a great weekend with a cold one from the nuclear fridge.